Welcome to the fifth episode of Rockstar Lawyer Project and Lawyer Greg podcast with British Rob. Hey, how's it going? Man, I'm at British Rob's house today overlooking a beautiful lake, Moss Lake. Moss lake. Man, this That's is absolutely gorgeous. It's stunning. It is stunning. So, so uh, um, we're going to talk about today sacrifice and persistence, which is something that has really encapsulated my professional life and, and been brought to the forefront this week. So we'll do the breakdown next week. Okay. We're going to do the breakdown next week. I have to do sacrifice and persistence because it's not talked about enough in life. It's not talked about enough in business and you can have the best strategy in the world. You can have the best culture in the world, but unless you're persistent at your firm, at your office, at your business, and that starts at the top, unless there's dogged persistence, which I think streams from, I don't know, a lot of things, passion. I think the root is love and passion for what you do. That's why you hear gurus all the time say, man, do what you love, do what you love. You're like, man, that's, you know, that's bullshit. I want to do something that makes a lot of money, you know? <laughs> I was listening to Annie Frisella, who has a really cool podcast, the MFCEO, and he said that. You know, he thought that in the beginning, right? Until he worked for a few years and failed at everything and then figured out, you know, he just had to do what he loved. Because if not, you'll be worn down and you'll give up. Because there will be times when you'll be head to head with a problem or an individual or a situation that seems hopeless. You'll feel helpless and you'll be out of money or you'll be out of energy or you'll be out of resources or you won't know how to do something that's required. And quitting becomes an option. Well, this is this is something we've and been people, talking about. Pe- but people who say that quitting is not an option, right? It was never an option. Quitting was never an option. Are totally full of shit because there are all there are always times in those tough moments, in the trench moment when you're in the trenches mm-hmm. and you're getting bombed from all sides, where you're like, man, <laughs> you know, what if I just quit? You know, what this is too much. You know. Man, I'm supporting my family. I'm supporting everybody else around me. Yeah. Get nothing in return. I'm supporting all my clients, all my customers, whatever it is. And you'll have those feelings, man. And I'm giving so much and getting so little in return. This is bullshit. This is for the birds. You'll think that, okay? But you got to have that. that. That's the time. That's the turning point when people that have the passion for it and that are like, no, fuck that, right? Kill that voice. You will say we're pushing forward, and that's when you push forward is when great things happen. Well, with regard to sorry for what, the interruption. That's all right. With regards to what you've been doing this week, if and we'll get to that, but if you had not been passionate about your work, right? There's no way you would have gone through with all this. Oh hell no. Or and and if my the people around me hadn't been passionate. Right. You know, Susie right. in my office, our benefits director. So we've been working on this VA benefits case for 
year and a half, going on two years. And man, the VA, I talk about how I have a love-hate relationship with them. I wish they'd get on this, my team. <laughs> I wish they'd get on veterans teams. But it feels like a lot of times they're they're not meant they're not there to help veterans. It does. It feels that way a lot of times. And and you're fighting the federal government. You're just fighting this huge force. You know, when I used to do criminal law, a lot of times, you know, you're fighting the DAs, you're fighting the police force, you're fighting SBI or FBI investigators, whatever. And I mean, I'm just, I'm one guy, man, you know, but I bet you not guilty rolls off. You know, I mean, basically when that, when that, when that word rolls off a judge's lips, you know, handed down from the jury, it's a beautiful feeling, man. Basically you're fighting your own system. Yeah, you fight. The I mean, system. these people yeah. are all supposed to be on the same side, but right. it doesn't feel that way from what you're saying. Um, the, I mean, you know, I mean, the VA should be on veteran side. I agree, but they're not. No. And what I mean by that is they're not advocates for veterans. They're not going to lobby for you to get a benefit. You're going to have to prove it to them, and you're going to have to fight for it. I mean, I can, I can understand. And life's that way, business that way. You know, getting the loan for it, you know, the first podcast, first, second, second podcast we're talking about, we're talking about, you know, getting, the, getting, the, get, buying a building, buying a piece of real estate that I wanted to get, you know, and how I worked on that for over a year. Same thing. I mean, you're fighting a banking and economic system, right? That you got to prove yourself in. And that many times I wanted to give up and barked up the wrong tree. You know, unfortunately, in VA or, you know, that system, there's not another tree. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean. I mean with, yeah. with regards to the proof, they, I can understand that they want, they want proof that this person really has what they say they have or need what they need. Yes. I mean, there's, I mean they, that, you know, that they, they have sense. a legitimate right. interest in there. They have a legitimate interest in, in saying, you, you know, pr- prove that you fit. Again. Prove that you fit. No, and, and you get to points where you feel like, look, we've proved everything. We've given, you know, or you get to down to arguing over what form you used. Right. So you've submitted all the information or who signed the form, right? Yeah. And it's like, man, you know, you guys are in the weeds here. The point is to help the veteran and to get the veteran the benefit. You know, you have all the proof or where they don't have a form for what you need to submit. So you submit a generic form and they won't read it and make a phone call to verify it because that's like somehow beyond them because they don't have the passion. In my opinion, that's what's wrong with government jobs in a lot of, in a great sense or, or, you know, communism, things like that. It's like, where's the incentive, man? Where's the incentive for me to get off my ass what what's what's in it for me? You know. Well, from a from a perspective of a lawyer, right? How persistent is persistent? Something that is yeah. taught in university in <laughs> law school that you right. have to keep going at it. No, none of this is gonna... taught in law school or business school either. One, mm-hmm. none of it. It's all how you know haughty taughty strategy. This is something you learn once you get out of law school. Yeah, man. It's something that. Or you that suddenly you realize you need to learn. Yeah, I mean, I love to fight. I love to be persistent. Mm-hmm. I love it and I hate it. But once I'm in it, man, I'm like, I actually cool, like, you know how a race car, 
when when you the faster you go, the more it sits down and like rides right. You know what I mean? I know, like I know what you mean. You know what I'm saying? When you get it to a certain speed, it it sits down and and it feels really good. like it was made to go that speed, right? Mm-hmm. I mean that's I mean that's uh that's how I feel when I get in those arguments and those you know over over evidence and over over forms and over protocol and procedure and persistence. You is, know? is the I feel I feel like I hunker down and I'm there. Like I mean, time ceases to exist, kind of thing. And like when I come out of it, I'm like, what you know, what what was that? You know, and and, and there's almost a letdown coming out of that, right? And and uh, but when you're, it's kind of like being in the zone, you know, whatever it is. But and persistence doesn't mean you got to yell and fight and scream. Okay. Well, and people have different styles. Is persistence something that? there's a direct connection with blue ocean strategies. I think so. So, you know, someone may want to argue with me over this. Okay. Which is fine with me. That's cool. Okay. But here, that's a great question you bring up. I'd pose that to the authors of blue ocean strategies mm-hmm. and Bob Demers. I'd love to hear his comments on this as well. Yeah. We need Bob on Coach the phone. Coach Bob. Oh, you do need Bob on the phone. We'll try to get Bob on the phone. But the question is, can arguing and persistence be blue ocean? I think from a blue ocean perspective, persistence would say, what's the path of least resistance to achieve your goal? Okay. But the question is, what if you just need to make a bunch of damn noise to get to the right person? And and in, you know, the specific example was, you know, VA a a few years ago, their processors of benefits claims stop talking to the public. They cut them off from actually being able to talk to veterans or the representatives. So now you have to go through a communications department and the communications department might not be so nice. Number one might be combative. Plus they don't know anything about the case. They're looking at notes, but they're not processors right. and they don't understand why maybe I'm saying we submitted the right information and they're saying, well, that's not what it says here. I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about it from a processor standpoint so we can come to a resolution and move forward. Oh, you can't talk to a processor. We stopped that three or four years ago. Okay, well, I still need to talk to a processor. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and get it resolved. In fact, that was a conversation I had this week on a case. So being in a, in a blue ocean, though, in that situation wouldn't, really have helped no matter, well, no matter how positive yeah, you can that, be yeah they would still have said well we can't do it because so, our protocols say no well i think in blue here's here's how i might relate blue ocean and i'm just going to throw out there that i could be dead wrong and dead red i could be red ocean with this okay but but i'm always open to the possibility of being dead wrong okay <laughs> and that doesn't scare me okay but from my perspective you got to start the conversation somewhere. From my perspective, which might be wrong, I'm saying this is bullshit. I should be able to talk to the processor, especially in situations where that would help clarify things. Not from the standpoint that we want to fight over what form was used or give a shit about the bureaucracy and the red tape. From the standpoint that we're here to help veterans. Right. And that that would be most helpful to the veteran and their claim. Okay, which gets lost 
So I think that is blue ocean. So trying to get them via a system, a governmental system to see that. Now, I may be barking up the wrong tree, just like the lawn on the building, and arguing with a communications person to try to get to a processor. So going to a congressman, senator, trying to get things changed at a high level, at an upper management level, right? I mean, there's forms in this case we were talking about that didn't exist for the problem, okay? Which VA knows, but it doesn't change. Wouldn't an obvious way of getting around this be that if the system was brought in that only certified U.S. Uh, veterans, veterans attorneys Department of yeah. Veterans Affairs were allowed to talk to processors. So a veteran couldn't call Maybe. up and get in touch with a yeah. processor. They had to go through communications. Know, a, lot, a lot me a, a certain amount of time per, per month and designate one person that does that job. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, yes. I mean, if make, I'm in charge, sense. I told communicate. Uh, look, I ended up going, here's where persistence comes into play though. Just fuck it, persistence. All right, so you know, I banged my head against the wall with the, the communications person, which I had talked to a month and a half before with no luck, okay? Mm-hmm. And this claim had been denied erroneously, all right? So I end up going to um, the local or you know, benefits processing office, which is over t- like two is two hours away, okay? I end up spending all day at a federal building talking to their communications people. When originally I was told this, this one was being processed and I could talk to a processor in Winston-Salem, okay, mm-hmm. which turned out to be untrue, all right? So the spousal benefits cases, anyway, processed in Philadelphia, which VA has set up as the regional processing office for North Carolina is in fucking Philadelphia. How is that regional? Right. That's bullshit is what it is, Okay. That's a way to coast region. That's I mean, that's, that's on the fucking this side of the planet. I mean, you know, I mean, it's in Philadelphia, man. I mean, Shelby, North Carolina. Come on, uh, use some common sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah. It's total bullshit. This, I feel like George Orwell in 1984. Okay, and I'm, there you go, Bob. I quoted George. Truth speak. Do you remember that? Which one? Truth speak. No. So, so that you know. Orwell would name things, okay, like the government, Big Brother, would name things like the like the Ministry of War was actually called the Ministry of Peace, right? <laughs> but it's you know, but its whole whole function was war, right? Yeah. So you name something a regional processing office for like and put it in Philadelphia for North Carolina, which is total bullshit. It's a lie, you know. It's not even the truth, you know. Yeah. And then you separate the ability for the for the representatives or the veterans to talk to the processors who are processing the claims directly. Now, there I can understand the need to keep the flies off the processors so they can do their work for the country. I get that, okay. But there are situations where you need to talk to a freaking processor, okay? Yeah, because you do, right? And you need to work the case out. Well, is this persistence something that? The system is set up. The system is set up either in a really bad way on purpose or by stupid people. 
I, I don't know. It's either by accident because they're dumb or it's on purpose. Because I'll tell you, if you set a regional office close to us, then the veterans are able to get to, to that office and they're able to actually voice their opinions. And I'm going to tell you, you know what that means? That means that the mob at the gate, I mean, that's fucking accountability, dude. You know, mm-hmm. you got to do your damn job and give a crap about it. Well, because there's the mob at the gate. I mean, you know, there's you're actually looking in the eye of the people around you that you're doing business for, right? And that you're accountable to. And there's really something to be said for that. Now, if I wanted to design a system where the mob couldn't get to me, mm-hmm. where the people couldn't get to me that wanted the benefits and they were angry because I did a shitty job, yeah, I'd set up something in Philadelphia for the South and call it regional, right? So nobody can get to me. Well, is there is there a point where persistence no longer works? Like in this case, you standing up, going up to Washington D.C. and trying to lobby for a change in that policy might is there be a point more, where it's yeah. just a waste of your time. It's not going to happen. I mean, I think there's a point from a blue ocean perspective that you get enough friction that you're banging your head against a locked door or a wall or you're barking up the wrong tree and you need to understand that there are options. That's where strategy, right? Stepping back and saying, Hey, maybe I do need to go to Washington a lobby. Maybe I do need to call my Senator or Congressman. Is that when maybe I need to write them a letter? Is that when the red ocean get people to start amassing in outside the white house or riots, that kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, you've got things like examples over the years of like, women's suffrage yeah they were they were letting themselves go to prison be abused tortured there was there was women who sure. jumped in front of what was her name emily pankhurst yeah. who jumped in front of the king's horse and was killed as a way of saying you know yeah <laughs> oh, <laughs> it, it might not have been the right i mean don't jump a in great front. thing to do <laughs> to actually kill herself have herself killed but I mean, she was doing it. Yeah. She was doing it to bring attention to the cause. Right. I mean, you know, I'm not going to, I don't think that I'll get to the level so, I mean, the fever pitch where I'm going to kill, kill myself. That's certainly then, a level you know, of persistence. I'm unable to be a kill yourself failure. I, I'm unable to, to, uh, you know, this great work that she did as a martyr for the women's suffrage movement. Okay. Right, and I'm right. all for that. However, you know, if I remove myself from the picture, you know, I'm kind of well, no. kind of unable to support my family. No, and, that's right. You know, but there's all kind of links that people go to to, to be persistent. You don't want to go up to Washington. That's not Blue Ocean. That was not Blue Ocean. That was not. And kill yourself in front of the White House. It's I not going to change no, thing. Or period. Yeah, I don't know. It would. It might. It might bring attention. To it would bring attention for it a while. It would bring attention for a while. To the past, you know? and, and the question is, would anything change? Right. Yeah. I hope that we can affect change. My idea is being a pain in the ass consistently and persistently for an extended period of time will help me make probably enemies and friends. But a pain in the ass using terminology that is clear to show what you're trying to do, that you're not just trying to be a pain in the ass. You're trying to be a clear pain in the ass. No, that's where the passion comes in. You You want to be passionate. I mean, in my phone calls and my interactions with the VA. And I want things to be peace, peaceful, man. You know, and most of our claims go through without any problems. But when there are problems, man, there are problems. And, you know, 
we, like I said, there's ways to solve the problem, but you know, you need to be able to have a, a an intelligent and open discussion with somebody in a high level that can actually affect change. Okay. Right. And, and you know, and, and we'll right. work on that. Maybe that's my blue ocean solution. I'll tell you though, went up to Winston Salem, went, you know, talked to the VA all day at the regional benefits office there with Susie, our head benefits person. Mm-hmm. And, I think, you know, just, you know, we did a great job. Was maybe fearful that I was going to actually get thrown in some kind of federal jail, like while we were there a couple of times, but she stuck with me. Okay. And then, I mean, you got to have warriors on your side. You know what I'm saying? You can't have weak people on your side. And then, and then uh, ended up getting a call back Friday from, from a benefits processor. Who knew, you know? Right. Right on Friday, we get the call. Susie talks to and him for a while. How quickly from the time you were able to actually talk to the two person days. you wanted to? Two days. So it took you nearly two years, year and a half to get oh, to yeah, the yeah. point of talking to that right, person. Right. Well, we've been processing the claim over a year and a half, right? Going on two years. If you'd been able to talk to that person a year and a half ago, how quickly could you put it down? Well, it takes a while to process those claims, okay? Uh-huh. Um, and I understand that. I think that they're working on ways to speed it up. I'll say we could have gotten it done six months ago. Okay. We could have cut six so months it off. It would have been significant. significant Significantly amount. less your time if we could have been able to talk to a processor. Okay. And um, anyway, end up going through it. The whole thing is they just didn't want to admit what they had in their hands, you know, and what, mm-hmm. that they had, were at fault at all. And they were just interested in placing blame. That's what amazed me. Not about the veteran, not about the family and about the information they had that they knew was correct and they had verified and they qualified for the benefit, but about placing blame and, and about signatures on forms, you know, through their bureaucracy, they lost touch and lost sight of what they were doing. But I supplied the passion and the persistence yeah, and also had the knowledge of the case, right? So education is a big piece too. Know what the hell you're doing and talking about. Ended up getting, you know, I left mad yesterday, you know, thinking maybe we went too far. Maybe, I mean, you always have those come downs off of things like that, right? But in, but in my, but I went back to my experience. That's why you need to practice persistence continuously. Yeah. And said, you know, in my life, in my history, when I've been persistent and others have told me to back off, okay, or to stop or others look away because some people cannot stand persistence or controversy. I'm serious. Some people cannot stand controversy. Yeah. But if you're willing to push through it, but I don't see it as controversy. When I'm in that, those things, I just see it as this is what I'm like built for. I mean, like I'm a dirty Scot, man. I'm going to fucking fight all day <laughs> and then, if they, you know, get some rest and come back tomorrow. Dude. I mean, that's just kind of how I was built. And I'm cool with that. You know, you need to get the, uh, the McIntyre tartans out. I've got, I've got the McIntyre tartan at the, at the church, at my church. We do Kirk into the tartans. You know, you, have you ever participated in that? No, we do that. Yeah. No. It's the, I've got the tartan at the church. So, so, Okay. I end up getting a call from the client 
I'm not sure that'll come out. Huh? End up getting a call from a client, and he gives us an endorsement, which he allowed me to release. Okay. He got a call from VA mm-hmm. late yesterday and said they had been approved back to the start of the whole process. Okay. Over $34,000 in back benefits, plus an ongoing amount for, for the family member that's in is that, living care. Is that the aid and attendance? Yeah. Right. Veterans aid and attendance benefits. And I'm just using that as an example right. of how persistence pays off. There's a quote by Babe Ruth that says, you just can't beat the person who never gives up. You cannot beat. I love that. You cannot beat the person that never gives up. Dude, Ruth might have had a lot of experience with that. Yeah. I mean, I know, I don't know Ruth's story in and out, but I know, I want to say The Natural, the movie The Natural is loosely based on Ruth. Okay. I didn't know that. That Pretty pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. But if you remember, like, I'm pretty sure he was a pitcher. And then he gets shot. Ruth was a pitcher. Ruth started out as a pitcher. I don't know if he got shot, okay? But he got in some, maybe, I think it maybe was some sports betting, mob type stuff. Got shot somehow. Anyway, something. You know, not Ruth, but the natural, you know. And then he comes back and he's this freaking ridiculous home run hitter, okay? Right? And Ruth was, uh, I mean, arguably one of the best hitters of all time, you know, home run hitters. I mean, the Babe, man. I mean, didn't he live over 100 years ago, like 100 years ago or something? We're still talking about him? Something like that? Not quite that long. Not quite that long? Anyway, a long time ago, 75 years ago. He died, wasn't it in the 50s? Anyway, look, man, no, you cannot beat persistence. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, and that is a great strategy. Passion and persistence is the foundation of your strategy. Everything yeah. else, because you might find out, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, that at the end, your money's spent, you're tired, you've made some wrong decisions, your strategy didn't work out like you wanted it to, and you've got to, and, and, the, and the little devil on the other shoulder is telling you to quit. Fuck it, this is too much work. Well, that's where the passion comes in, though. Right. Yeah, if you don't have that passion, you can be persistent for a while. But and, and as much as as much as I want to be all about blue ocean, anger, passion, all those things can be harnessed and used in a productive way. Okay, and 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 that's what keep at those moments. And anybody who's ever run a business out there knows exactly what moments I'm talking about. You know. 
Name me one person who's been super successful that has planned out everything meticulously and it's all gone their way. And they had just bevies of cash flowing out of their ears from the beginning. It's very rare, if ever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, persistence and passion gets it done every time, not just for one client or one thing you're doing. Yeah. You know, but for not just for one client, but for, for the business period. Period. So anyway, persistence. I cannot overstate it at all how important it is. Well, we started off talking about persistence and you mentioned sacrifice. Yeah, because I mean, you know, sacrifice. I mean, I think you give up a lot mm-hmm. to be passionate. You give up a lot running a business and being working a lot of hours anyway. Yeah. I don't like to look at the sacrifice side though as much, but it is. I mean, it is a sacrifice to be that persistent because you could shy away from that and go do other things. Yeah. I could have not spent my Thursday at the federal building, you know? Yeah. You've got to give up certain things to, uh, or periodically give them up, not permanently, but. If you're going to be that persistent, if you're going to keep going no matter what, there's other things that are going to suffer because of it. Agreed. You know, sometimes that's why you need people in your life who are on your side. That's a whole other show. Yeah. Building the team around you. We talked about that. The whole band. It takes the whole band. Yeah. Um, I mean, you want you want a staff who is willing to be persistent with you and passionate. That's part of your leadership skills too. Getting the team, winning over your team. Yeah, they've got to understand your passion. They've got to be be as passionate, basically. You got to be able to give them that passion. That's right, yeah. in direction. And and uh, I don't know. It's it is overwhelming to me the joy of that type of persistence paying off. Which does bring up... It can be a crushing blow on the other side of that if it did not. Mm-hmm. If you're that emotionally invested. Right? That, that does bring up a question about, about staff, about hiring the right kind of staff, which is a, a whole nother... It is a whole podcast. Yeah. But it is, a, it is certainly for a business owner an important aspect of work you've got to have the right staff if you don't your passion won't come through it it won't work you gotta have the right people around you yeah and you know hiring is i think both part art part science um but definitely something that you need to stick with in learning how to how to hire also maybe employing resources like staffing agencies that can help you can offload some of those responsibilities. Well, you've spoken with a hiring expert, had an interview with him. Yeah. About the process of hiring, the best way of doing it, what you need to do. 
And we have that as a, as a chapter in the next book, Multi Multi. And maybe we should do a podcast on that as well. We should, yeah. So we can do the breakdown, then we can do uh, – I mean, this it's really certainly in the ballpark of throwing your way to the top. Yeah. I mean, you've got to learn how to hire. Yeah. And that comes through trial and error. I mean, just something as simple as call the, all the damn references. Mm-hmm. Call all the references. Call – you know, really define the position up front. Well, even that, you've got to be persistent. You've got to be clear. You've got to be clear about who you're hiring. Te- testing those people to see if they have the aptitude and the attitude and the motivation, yeah. psychological disposition to fit that job. And again, that is something you then have to be persistent about in your work. You've got to make sure that you're getting the right people. And you can't just do that in a weekend. It's going to take a while. It does, but it's well worth it to stick with it because if not, you get the wrong people on your team. Yeah. And and then you spend, you waste a ton of money. If I had back all the money that I had wasted on employees that did not do anything or, or did the wrong things because but it's not their fault. It's my fault. And I'm doing a favor by freeing them from my job that I have for them from the job. Right. Because they're not ready for that job. And it's not a good fit. Well, the right thing for me too in the, in the business. It took a long time. It took a couple of years mm-hmm. at least to get that. It's still not perfect, but we're getting there. I know when we hire somebody, I don't, I don't have any, I don't have apprehension that it's not going to work out anymore. Right. I'm on the side that it's that there's a good chance if I do my job as a leader and and we give proper training with this person. And uh, that's another thing. Do you want how much training do you want to give? Right. Mm-hmm. You know how much yeah. are you going to willing to pay too? I mean that's a huge. You know you want to try to skimp on getting paying for employees. And, uh, and you're going to get what you pay for. Or do you hire that person that's a perfect fit? Do you define the position and hire that person that's already trained, ready to go, that's a perfect fit? People like that, man, that are self-motivated will make you so much money in your lifetime and, and make your job a lot easier. Well, if, if anyone has any questions about what we've been talking about, persistence, sacrifice, any of these things, how do they get in touch with us? Sure, sure. Yeah. So how can they do that? Well, okay. So if, you know, if someone wants to follow the podcast, they can uh, follow us on iTunes, Mm -hmm. Stitcher, or the Google Play Store. They can go to buzzsprout.com and search for us too. Um. You can also check us out on Facebook and, and Twitter at Lawyer Greg. Lawyer Greg. That's right. And the LawyerGreg.com website has a ton of information, too. Um, you know, you and I worked on tirelessly on a book called Rockstar Lawyer that I still have to finish listening to all the chapters and get the audiobook up. The audiobook is cool. Uh, uh, yeah, get I'll, the audiobook up. 
And then, um, you know, we've got a ton of versions of that. And you can buy that on Amazon or iTunes, print version, ebook version, or enhanced ebook with all the videos. And it's not just about lawyers. I mean, really, it has nothing to do with it. It has to do with running a business. A mindset of running a business. That's right. Yeah. So check out the podcast. I mean, you know, we're going to be talking about the breakdown, which is really, you know, how to get out of survival mode, how to break it down, plan it, prioritize. And then um, also we're going to be doing one on hiring. Yeah. The pain of hiring badly is and the if, chapter if, in multi-multi. If, if anybody, yes. Yeah. And, and, and uh, Multi Multi is a new book that we're writing as a sequel to Rockstar Lawyer. Um, Rockstar Lawyer is meant to get you to a certain level and open your mind to massive action, to really taking mm-hmm. big action uh, with your business and your life and your family. And Multi Multi is a little bit more of a breakdown and how to. And uh, both are essential, I think. But yeah, we'll do. We'll talk about hiring, and um, if if anybody listening is anything like me, it won't matter. <laughs> I think they're really good ideas, and then I'll go make my own mistakes. <laughs> but that's that's the best way. <laughs> that's the best way. All right. Well, we're gonna sign off. Thanks, Robert. I appreciate it. Good show, man. It was good. Show. Yeah. And um, we'll be back next week with another episode on the breakdown. Bye bye. Peace. <laughs>